FinTech Hunting is hosted by Michael Hammett, JD, CMT, keynote speaker, author, and founder and president of Next Level Advisors. Join Michael as he seeks out tech visionaries, leading lenders, trailblazing executives, and other financial influencers to bring you actionable insights and lead generation tactics, all centered around industry greatness and success. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to FinTech Hunting. I am extremely excited about our next guest. She is a passionate social media enthusiast. She is a, a business development extraordinary. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Delilah Ramos, business development manager at Planet Home Lending. <laughs> what an introduction. Thank you, Michael, so much for that. I sound so cool, but I'm not. <laughs> you certainly are, and I couldn't be more excited to have you with us today. So you've got a ton of experience in the mortgage industry. Before I start asking all kinds of questions, how did you get into the uh, mortgage business? Oh, it's been about almost two decades. I've been in the mortgage business for almost two decades. It was shortly after 9-11, and my first taste of the mortgage business was Chicago Title um, as a receptionist in 2001 um, during the great uh, refi boom. And that's how it all got started. Fantastic. So you have a wealth of experience. I, that's why I'm so excited about talking to you. So we're in this pandemic. We're in mm -hmm. this new normal COVID-19. You're responsible for business development. How has this pandemic changed your approach and the strategies you use and the methods you use for business development? Oh, wow. That's that's a lot. That's a good question, though. It's, it's I was thinking about that, actually, this week. I have always been a relationship person, Michael. That is definitely relationship and connecting and just engaging with folks is my God-given talent, right? So prior to this whole pandemic, I've that's always been my thing. And I'm really good at it. And as I've gotten older, I've gotten better. And I, re I remember telling myself earlier this week, or I don't know what caused me to tell myself this, but I am so grateful that I kept up with my relationships and my connections because they have really helped me during this quarantine time. Um, because can you imagine those folks that were really just to themselves and didn't really develop relationships or friends and all they did was work, work, work. And then everything went virtual, right? Everything went virtual. So can you imagine, who, who, were, who were you connecting with? Who were you jumping on a Zoom call with or a conference call? Or who were you FaceTiming? Well, and I think you make a great point, and I love talking about the relationship side of it because I think so many people in the mortgage industry, even prior to COVID-19, were very transactional. Let me get yep. this loan in the door. Let me get this next loan. Let me get, and they never really took the time to build the relationships. And I think with this whole pandemic, it's really put a spotlight on the importance of the relationship first, and if it's a right fit, if you're truly adding value, 
then the transaction or the transactions will come and they'll take care of themselves. So when we talk about building the relationships, clearly you're a very outgoing individual. We'll talk about Taco Tuesdays in a little bit, but I've met you at conferences, a yes. big hug, a big smile. Well, we can't do those things right now. So what are the tools, what are the techniques you're using to reach out in this new digital world? Well, of course, there's your FaceTime, your Zoom, right? Your go-to meetings. We have those. However, I am a note person. I've always, I've always liked to write. I like receiving mail. I'm probably, I think, the only person that I still like receiving mail. And I have, I've always send out cards for Mother's Day and birthdays and scribbled notes for people that I, I care and love. But I have really taken that to another level. So I have notes. I like to write. I have written people. Like, hey, I hope you're doing okay. Put a stamp. Do you remember those stamps, Michael? They're like, I do. <laughs> I've been in the industry as long as you have. So you and I both remember those days. Well, I can't tell you how refreshing that is to hear. So many people always want to talk. You know, when we talk the virtual world, it's always got to be what's the next greatest thing, whether it's TikTok, whether it's Instagram, whether it's on Facebook and LinkedIn. And those are all great tools if used properly. But if you really want to stand out, I love going back to you going old school and just saying, let me write a note. I mean, how many people would love to just get a piece of mail that says, how are you doing today? How's yep. everything been? How's your family? I think that's a great way. And, and for the listeners, take that note down. Uh, it may seem simplistic, but it is dead on that if you want to foster relationships, think of ways to actually build that relationship and don't think it's just all has to be through a Zoom call or a go-to meeting. Any other tips as it relates to engaging with individuals in this COVID environment? Um, you know, like I said, I'm a big note taker. Um, so food, right? If I had my personal realtor down here sent me food, that, that was amazing because food is one of those is like music it's universal right everyone can appreciate and come together with food so maybe there's someone that you want to celebrate a birthday or in our industry a closing or or you will really appreciate their um relationship make them something cook them a meal and or send them a meal because that that's just that's such a loving thoughtful gesture is it food love it so so let's talk about food and that's a perfect introduction into what i wanted to ask you about next you you do this series and so i i love it when you talk about handwritten notes you talk about you know delivering food or making food and ways to yep. really you know reach out and engage that are universal but you also do a great job on linkedin you have videos and you have a series that I, I love. I saw it today and it's called Taco Tuesdays. Tell yep. my audience a little bit about Taco Tuesdays and kind of why you started doing those, especially sharing those videos on LinkedIn. So this all started last year. And I remember talking to my best friend in Chicago, who's, who's a realtor. 
And I was like, I want to do something that stands out. Like I had already an influence in the industry. I was really kind of becoming, I guess, known, right? My platform was getting bigger, Michael. So I told him, I want to stand down. And he's like, well, think about something that you're really passionate about and and then combine mortgage with that passion. Well, my number one, and I think you know this about me, Michael, is my faith, right? That is like the main priority in my life. Um, however, I was like, okay, let's let's think about something else. And I love tacos, right? Like I really, I'm from Chicago. Chicago has the best tacos. I don't care what anyone says, but we, Chicago has the best tacos. And I happened to be in Chicago. And sure enough, I said, Taco Tuesday talks that just popped in my head. And sure enough, that's how it started. And I am so grateful to God that that happened because it was prior to this whole pandemic. So that really motivated me to even like go deeper and further with my videos. Well, what a great way, you know, when you talk about it, because so many people struggle when you talk to executives, you talk to other uh, people in the mortgage industry, a lot of them still struggle with I don't know how to do a video. I don't know how, uh, yeah. I wouldn't know what to say. I don't know what content to create. And you just gave a wonderful example of do something that you're passionate about and yeah. it still ties to mortgage. You're you're doing Taco Tuesdays and you're sharing some mortgage tips or you're you're sharing it with people in real estate and thanking them for their business. But it helps you stand out. It gives you a voice out in the industry. I, I just... Love that that idea and, and how you're doing it because it does keep you top of mind, but it allows you, I was talking to someone the other day and I, I think so many people misread or don't use the term properly of personal branding. They think mm -hmm. that personal branding is all about ego driven and the person. And, and what I have found is people like you that do personal branding exceptionally well, it's rarely about you. It's about something you're passionate about. It's about how you add value to other people. And it's a way to keep your name relevant without making it self-centered. So I, I love that you're doing that. And I think it's a great way to engage audiences. You know, can you tell us a little bit about when we talk about video, a lot of people struggle with, well, how do I get started? Do I need a bunch of equipment? Tell me kind of your approach to video and how easy or quickly you can do videos uh, for your sessions. It, it's pretty simple nowadays because technology and our phones are the have the best camera. So I did go and, and upgrade my phone right away to the 11, 11 Pro. You can do all that. I did go on, on you know, online and purchase a tripod and that's, pretty much about it. You get just, I carry the tripod with me a lot in my car. Actually, I want to buy another one just to kind of keep in the house and then one in the car because I'll forget it sometimes. But you whip that out and it's pretty simple. I mean, the iPhone or any of the phones, a smartphone has all the editing options, but then you can go ahead and, and the apps, there's other apps that allow you to edit filter, cut, trim, zoom in, zoom out, you name it, it literally is your phone. And um, it doesn't take like fancy gear or camera or nothing. And, and because I want my videos to, I want the real me to come through, I don't 
I don't, I try, you know, Michael, I just don't, I do them in my house sometimes. Sometimes I'm in my car, but my hair, like today's, I was so worried, but I still posted it. I had like a pimple. I'm like, you know, I don't care, Michael. Well, I saw I, the tattoo sign in the background. I saw that backdrop yeah. and you pointed that out. That was funny. Because I noticed it mid video. I'm like, oh, I'm in my head. I'm like, I'm too deep in it now. I can't do, do nothing. Well, I think you make a, a very important point, though, because too many people, one of the excuses they make that's holding them back from doing video is they're trying to make it perfect. And to be yep. honest with you, I think the genuine ones, the people that uh, say, um, or the people that look in there, whether the, the tattoo parlors in the background or the lighting's not perfect <laughs> or anything, those are much more genuine and authentic and believable then this video that is so polished, it looks like a professional newscast. For one, it's it's cost prohibitive to do it that way. Two, doesn't really come across as very credible. And then three, if you have to go to all of those efforts, you know, I, I do weekly videos and I don't edit them. People get, this is who Michael Hammond is. This, this is what we're gonna talk about today. It, some people may like it, some people may not, but what I have found I was talking to Molly Dowdy about this a while ago, and she says, you know, mm -hmm. when you start putting yourself out there, you start attracting like-minded people, and those are the people you want to work with. Those are the people that you want to engage with anyways, and if there's some naysayers, so what? There's some naysayers. So I love your approach to the videos can be simple. Use your smartphone. You don't have to spend a ton of money on equipment, and you can produce a lot of quality because it keeps you out at the forefront you know, whether it's you doing Taco Tuesdays, or I know both of us uh, follow Kevin Perenio over at yeah. PRMG, and yes, he do. shares a lot of knowledge and insight. People just kind of have to figure out what is their lane so that they can share content and, and stay a, a, at the forefront with everyone out there. Um, are there other social platforms that you use besides LinkedIn, or is there some other tips you want to give as it relates to these social platforms? So I definitely, I have Facebook, I have Instagram. Um, I do not, I, there's about six social media platforms and I manage about three. Could I pick up one more? Maybe, but it, it gets too much then. Cause I do have a job, right? I have a full-time job with planning home lending that I need to focus on and, and do the best that I can. So it, it can get too much. So I personally, do only three some people if you if you want to pick up one more that's fine but i also tell folks to start just start just dive in if you don't have linkedin let's go ahead and create this account let's get you some connections um as far as you know facebook it depends on your target audience too if you want to be around originators and realtors and in title well you facebook will probably be your platform if you want to be millennials um and people that are maybe a few years out from college you're going to probably do instagram or TikTok. that's another one that's become that's a huge one actually right so it depends what your target audience is but just make sure that if you start that you're consistent because consistency is key and um and that you can handle it 
don't try to do everything because you will burn out and then you'll give up. Great tip. So let me, let me recap a little because you just gave a ton of wisdom right there for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to be on every platform. I think so many people, that's another excuse or crutch that they use. Well, I mean, I don't understand all of these. I don't understand TikTok and Instagram and then this and that. Start with one, start with two. And like you said, the most important thing is consistently produce content. If, yep. if you don't love to write, make sure you're doing videos. If you don't like to do videos, then do blog posts, comment on yep. other people's posts, but you have to engage the days of drive by social media and just clicking like, that's not gonna enhance engagement and it's not gonna develop the relationships that we talked about at the beginning that are so important for this industry. So we're talking about it, you know, and you're, you specialize in business development, what are some of the priorities you see that lenders have right now as we try to come out of, you know, COVID-19, we're getting used to somewhat of a new normal, different geographies are starting to open up a little bit more. Some are allowing now real estate and open houses. You know, as a lender, what are some of the top priorities that you see right now or some of the things that are most important that you guys are working on um, in this environment? So, Planet, we have really focused, I mean, we're still super busy. I mean, we are very busy when it comes to closing loans. We are closing loans, that is not a problem. Uh, one of the things that we made sure and we did very well was making sure everyone was working remotely and they were had the tools and the resources to continue to do their job and do it well making sure that management and leadership would touch base with all of our employees. Um, our company sent everyone a, a box of cookies, like a box of goodies, just to say, hey, thank you. You know, it will be okay. It came with a warm greeting. And little things like that, um, we're also focusing on internal employee engagement because well when you have good people michael you don't want them to leave and one of the things that has come out through this pandemic is people are really they may kind of struggle a little bit maybe they thought they were secure where they where were they at in life or about themselves and they could be second guessing themselves now and so we want to make sure that they are healthy and if they need an outlet that we're here for them as an organization as a company and so we're, we're really making an effort to get our employees involved and engaged with each other well and i think that is so important because i think so many times you know especially someone in your role that, that talks about business development so many times people out focus outwardly on we got to talk to these people we got to talk to this prospect and what i have found over the years is if you don't communicate and if you don't engage and if you don't truly show that you care with your employees why are they going to be engaged talking out to the public so i think Correct. another great tip that i hope everyone's listening and writing down is how important during this pandemic to really work to engage with your teams. 
Uh, they have uncertainty. They have doubt. They're sitting at home a lot more than they ever used to. They can't get out. They're not interacting with the other people in the organization the way they used to. Uh, and I've seen so many companies kind of pull back on their communications, almost wanting to sit on the sideline during this. And I couldn't disagree with that approach more. I think you've got to lean in and embrace the dialogue, work with it, be more transparent and, and really communicate. So thank you for sharing that, Delilah. That is fantastic tips. Let's talk a little bit about as you work in business development, besides just working with the employees, what's technology's role in you being able to engage, being able to, whether it's engage with your internal staff, whether it's being able to develop more business, where do you see technology's role and what are some of the, the tools that you see that are now becoming a priority in today's environment? Oh, you, I'm sure you and I both see that as well. Um, so that is something that has really, as we, as I and we would go to our conferences, technology was in the forefront. I mean, you you name it. And it was huge and instrumental, whether it be a you know POS system, whether it be a CRM, um, it was definitely needed for us to continue to do our job and manage our pipelines. Um, whether you're someone like myself who is a relationship person or your originator or your realtor. It is vital right now for you to have a system in place to help you manage all that. And, and large lenders and, and companies, they know that. There's no way, I can't see that there's any way that you can, I guess, manage your pipeline or your book of business the old school way. And technology is really helping that and allowing us to not only manage and organize, but grow. And and that's that's not going nowhere, absolutely nowhere. I, I couldn't agree more. I think technology, I think a number of technologies are coming to the forefront. One thing is we're talking technology, is there any technology that wasn't on your radar before the pandemic that you now say, wow, this is really important or this is something we need to look into during this pandemic, you know, maybe saying didn't quite see the innovation before, but now I, I think we really need to look at X, Y, or Z. Any of those things that come to mind? I mean, of course, the technology, um, the webinar piece like the Zoom, right? I, I really didn't dabble too much into zoom and i know that that is not going away um but you have also systems like you know surefire um for marketing that's really helping push content to our employees so that they can feel connected with their partners and their um, people that help build their business and even things like Sales Boomerang, that was one that blew me off the water. I don't know if you got a chance to check that out. I, I played with that and I was a little taken back. The information that was at our fingertips was kind of, whew, was Well, was and, a and you mentioned Sales Boomerang and Alex, I know Alex very well. And I yeah. think one of the very powerful things with a tool like that is it's giving you great notifications as a lender 
but it doesn't make you do any of the work. It's telling you, here's who has equity in their home. Here's who pulled their credit. Here's who just listed their house. I think more and more of those technologies, especially as we work remotely, are going to be critical to help move the industry forward as we come out of this pandemic. You know, you had mentioned you got in the industry, uh, you know, and you went through the last whole mortgage meltdown. I was part of it, too. And I think this time we were in a much better financial uh, position. We weren't responsible for the crash. It was a pandemic. Most of the companies were having record-breaking years prior to this. So I'm optimistic that once we can kind of get some of the economy opened up and people still have to stay safe and they still have to social distance, that I'm very encouraged that the mortgage industry can be one of the you know, shining lights to move the economy in the right direction. What do you feel about that? Absolutely. I mean, this, I think like 06, 07, 08, was definitely a learning, a huge learning lesson for all of us. And because we, thank God, got through that, it's like we have this playbook, Michael, this playbook of, well, let's let's not go back there. Remember this? And so, and, and you're right, we didn't cause this. This was a different, this is a whole new rodeo, right? All of us, it's all new to us. But because we knew what not to do, I believe we were quick and um, we just knew what how to move forward. And, and, and so quickly, I was really surprised how things were put in place so quickly, whether it was get hundreds and thousands of people to work remotely, whether even in other countries, I know other lenders that had IT in other countries and they had to get them remotely and do them in like 72 hours. Um, making sure we meet closing deadlines. Um, I mean, it, it was it was a lot, and we were getting it done. We're getting it done. I mean, it's not perfect, right? No one's perfect, but we've really band together, and we are working through it. And that and that's another thing that I really am seeing and appreciate is that there's no we're, we're really working together. We're really kumbayaing. I agree. I, I'm so encouraged to see the collaboration. You know, a lot of the webinars you're seeing, you're seeing two, three lenders, one, two, three vendors on it. It's people are really focusing on how can we band together, collaborate and solve problems instead of always compete with one another. And it's quite refreshing. And it's great to see those minds in the mortgage industry coming together to accomplish this. Delilah, you and I could continue to talk for hours. It has been such a treat to have you. You shared so many nuggets and great insights that I know our listeners are going to go back and listen to. As we wrap up, is there anything you would like to leave our listeners with? Um, you know, I always end my videos with this too shall pass. And I'm always sending and lifting up our industry and I, I just like sending love and positivity to everyone. And, and we are and, and we are in this together. And I love our mortgage industry and I love our circle. We are we are very close and I really appreciate the relationships that we have. 
Uh, absolutely. Thank you so much, Delilah. Have an amazingly blessed week. Keep sharing those Taco Tuesdays, and you are welcome back anytime as a guest. Thank you, Michael. You as well. Have a blessed one. Take care. Thank you. All right, I'm going to. FinTech Hunting is brought to you by Next Level Advisors. Next Level Advisors, where businesses come to grow.